You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all this Thursday, a game day here in the Crescent City as the 0-4 Pelicans take on the Denver Nuggets in trying to get their first win, the third home game now for the Pels in this one. We'll preview that game coming up in the third segment, but first we're going to look at Drew Holiday through two games, his struggles and why it's probably not that big of a deal. Then we're going to look at the offense, the opposite of the defense here because the defense has been bad. The offense has been good. What's making it work though? Why is it working? We'll also look at pace a little bit with that. So we've got a lot to cover in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So let's talk about Drew Holiday, who is out injured and is probably going to be a game-time decision for the game tonight, so we won't have an update on that till a little bit later. And he's been a little bit maligned to start the year. He's only played in two of the four games so far and hasn't played well in those two. Part of the reason the team lost, though I still think it's mainly defense, which we'll look at his, and then didn't play in the other two, a game that against the Rockets that they could have won potentially had he been in there. I don't know if anything was going to do uh, help this team against the Golden State Warriors. But he's been off to a rough start, and you're seeing people kind of call for his minutes to be reduced, all of these sort of things, different role, what have you. I don't think any of that is the proper move to try and do. So let's take a look. Through two games, he's playing about 37 minutes per game, averaging 10.5 points per game on 31% shooting, 4 of 13. He's shooting 11% from three, only getting to the line three times per game, hitting uh, two-thirds of those, grabbing four rebounds, seven assists, which are good, 2.5 turnovers, one steal, one block, and that's that. The numbers aren't pretty. The shooting in particular is exceptionally bad. The assist numbers look good. The rebounding's okay for him. It's just a rough stretch. And Alvin Gentry talked about it. He's talked about it. And basically comes down to a comfort thing, I think. You know, we know what he's capable of. We've seen what he's capable of. He's also been somewhat inconsistent at times. We've seen him be great in the playoffs, but there's stretches in the regular season when he doesn't do a whole lot because his shot's not falling or what have you. And offensively, it can hurt you if that's the case. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's been allowed to dominate. They hope he can be an MVP-like candidate, and it's his team, all the words of David Griffin. But it needed to be done consistently, and we weren't necessarily sure if he's capable of that. And through two games so far, which, I mean, it's two games. It's not The world's not ending here. It hasn't shown it, but it can only go up from here, I guess. So he's struggled. There's no other way to put it. The uh, big issue might be comfort with this, I think, that it's a new team again for him, different role for him somewhat this time again, and he just needs to find his rhythm in all of that, his comfort in all of that. Two years ago, he was starting alongside Rajon Rondo. Last year, he was starting alongside Alfred Payton. This year, he's starting alongside Lonzo Ball and was supposed to be starting with Zion Williamson, a guy who he's building chemistry with. Well, that's a new backcourt teammate, and now that frontcourt guy you've been working with isn't there. 
that's a lot and is going to throw you off your game for a guy who's kind of a team-oriented guy in terms of passing the ball and then needs to kind of create for himself and try and be a scorer. But it's tough to do that when you don't know where guys are going to be, where there's going to be space. Different things like that have become issues for him. So I think a lot of it is just, again, chemistry, time, comfort when it comes to him and out there playing. The shots... And shooting, that's not great. And I wonder what's kind of going on there. 31% from the field, 11% from deep. Both of those are particularly bad. He hasn't been an amazing three-point shooter really ever during his tenure here in New Orleans. 11% is exceptionally low. It's also not on a ton of attempts. It's on nine total attempts. So that kind of shows you that it's such a small sample size. You make two more, and this is an entirely different conversation that we're having. I think it's too early to kind of say they would have won games if he had been in a different role, that he shouldn't be starting, that someone else should be getting more minutes. We don't know, but we do know what he is capable of on the defensive side of the ball, an area where the Pelicans are struggling. They're not struggling because of Drew Holiday. This guy has been excellent. Go back to the Dallas game where he covered Luka Doncic uh, for a ton of possessions in that, the majority of the time, over 50% of the time when Luka was on the court um, alongside Drew. Drew was covering him. Luka Doncic against Drew Holiday went two for six. 33% from the field finished with, or sorry, he went two fourth. Uh, wait, hold on. I got to find the numbers here. I just lost him, even though I had him. Sorry, he did go. He went two for six from the field against Drew Holiday for six total points alongside one assist. That's really good. That's really good. He held him to 104 from three during that stretch. Luca was amazing in that game. He had a triple double, I think, right? Um, and he was awesome. And Drew shut him down when they were out there on the court together. He played well against Kristaps Porzingis, too, at times when he got matched up on him a couple of possessions. He's been really good. You got to wonder if the Golden State game might not have been as bad with him out there, though I don't think the backdoor cuts and all the other stuff ate the Pelicans alive. He's not going to help you with all that because he's a better on-ball defender, though he can get his arms in the passing lanes and maybe kind of knock away some of those passes to those cutters that have been tearing up New Orleans. But Drew's been really good defensively. He got off to a slow start last year, the season before that. It's kind of a regular thing with him, which is not an excuse. And it's also not a good thing that you're kind of known for doing this, that we're starting to see a trend here. But overall, I think it's premature to kind of freak out about him. The shooting's not great, but he's not going to shoot 11% from deep all season. He's not going to shoot under 40% from the field all season. I think as things come together and he kind of figures out where he fits offensively with this team, he's certainly going to improve. The good news is the assist numbers are up for him. Seven assists is really good for a guy who's supposed to be your kind of primary scorer, other than maybe Brandon Ingram right now and if he can keep that up he still adds value while he's out there on offense the fact that he's willing to bomb it to the tune of four point uh four and a half three point attempts per game I think is also a good thing because at least it keeps defense on uh, defense is honest and you can't sag off him too much there's value in him right now it should get fixed there's a reason no one's really worried about it with the team or who covers the team we all like Drew but we also just know he's better than this and it's likely it's unlikely that it's going to stay this way and it's likely that it's going to get better and defensively he hasn't been a problem offensively hasn't been great but you know what the Pelicans offense has been really good despite of all of that and let's look at that coming up in just a moment So before we get to that, I love this time of year. It's basketball season. The temperature is dropping in New Orleans. Finally, we've got sweater weather, leaves on the ground, and threes from downtown. 
That's right. For some, it's fall season, but the rest of us, it's ball season. Pro and college ball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel a part of the action than to have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For, for instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. Either way, if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag ag because no one gives you more ways to win use your basketball knowledge to prove you have what it takes at mybookie.ag where they make it easy to play and even easier to get paid and if you join right now my bookie will double your first deposit use promo code locked on nba to activate the offer that's promo code locked on nba to double your cash it's free money right there for you guys visit mybookie.ag today you play you win you get paid. So let's take a look at the offense. We spoke yesterday about the defense and how it's the culprit for the Pelicans four straight losses to start the year. They've looked bad on that side of the ball. And despite Drew Holiday struggling offensively, as we just spoke about, their offense is good. That is not the reason they are losing games. In fact, they have the fifth best offense, at least as of last night, um, so far this year with an offensive rating of 110.8. It's pretty good. Um, and they've looked it. They're doing well and scoring points and doing a lot of the things right that you want to see. The pace is high, too. They have the seventh highest pace in the league. They'd like to be higher than where they are right now um, at 106.84, but they're playing faster than that because they're actually taking the most shots per game uh, of any team in the league right now, actually to the tune of like two shots more per game than the two and a half than the next closest team, which is the Golden State Warriors. So that pace number isn't necessarily as reflective as it could be of how quickly the Pelicans are playing. They're getting down the court and they're taking a ton of shots. That sounds like pace to me. They're not getting out in the fast break and running that they'd like to. They're about middle of the pack, a little bit lower than that when it comes to fast break points per game, which means that their offense in the half court is doing exceedingly well. That's what's carrying them right now. You can still have a very fast-paced offense that does do half-court sets. Basically, it's not seven seconds or less like Gentry did with the Suns. It might be like 10 or 11 seconds or less, which is kind of what New Orleans is doing right now. They're taking, by the way, over 100 shots per game. Next closest is 98.3. They're at 100.8. They're also taking a ton of threes per game, and this is one of the reasons why their half-court offense is doing so well. They're taking the second most threes per game. They're ahead of the Houston Rockets, only behind the Milwaukee Bucks, but like barely. If you round, they are the exact same. And New Orleans is doing it while shooting 36.6% from three-point range. That's eighth best in the league. So you take a top 10 three-point percentage and put it on the team that's shooting the most threes, that's really good and is going to carry your offense. And New Orleans is bombing away from deep. Threes from downtown, like we just mentioned in the My Bookie ad. That's what New Orleans is doing. They're not turning the ball over at an exceedingly high rate either, uh, which makes a lot of sense because they're not getting late in the shot clock driving, kind of trying to score that way. They're just launching open shots when they have them. They're not going to be turnovers. So that's kind of to be expected. They've got one of the better offensive rebound rates in the game right now. They're also grabbing 12 offensive rebounds per game, so they're getting second chance opportunities, not converting those as much as you'd like. The big thing I think you'd like to see from this team more is getting to the free throw line 
line where they actually rank third worst in the league, just getting 18 trips there per game. Anthony Davis went to the line 27 times in a game the other night. He hit 26 of them. That's more than the Pelicans as a team average per game. That was an outlier for AD. He's not going to do that all the time. But you guys get what I mean. Part of that's because they're launching so many threes. They're not driving and attacking nearly as much. Part of it's that their guys don't tend to do that. Josh Hart's not going to drive and try and score. Lonzo Ball doesn't. We've seen that. Derek Favors has been out and in and out of the lineup. So you're not seeing him kind of get the ball down low and post up as much. It creates a number of issues. But the offense is not the problem. They're definitely scoring Crunch time is a, a different situation where they haven't been great there, but it puts Drew Holiday's offensive struggles in some context here. You need him out there defensively. Doing what he's doing offensively is not great, but it's not really hurting the team exactly. Like Certainly in certain situations it is, but overall the offense looks good. I'm really not worried about it. They're going to keep shooting a lot of threes. You've got J.J. Redick, who's capable of making them. Brandon Ingram, who's shown he's capable of making them. Uh, alongside Josh Hart, who's been making them. And hell, even Kenrich Williams has been doing a much better job. Frank Jackson's out there. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. All of that, I think, is looking pretty good for this offense if they do get into half-court situations. When the game does slow down... That's a bit of a slog for them. That is a struggle trying to create when defenses are clamping down and you're not wanting to just rip shots and you want to make possessions count a little bit more. Crunch time situations, the opening night game being a good example of that in the fourth quarter in overtime where they really struggled. Same thing against the Dallas Mavericks. Same thing against the Houston Rockets, which probably means we just need to look at crunch time next week um, when we've got some time or maybe on Friday, tomorrow, um, to take a look at what's really going on there. Where are they struggling? How are they struggling? But offensively, team looks good. No real complaints about them whatsoever, even with Drew Holiday's struggles. It's a good sign because half-court offense was thought to be a weakness. Small sample size through four games, but right now, it doesn't appear that that's the case. I'll touch on the game tonight against the Denver Nuggets in just a second here. But before we do that, of course, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, all the fun that we're going to have this year. And it is a lot of fun. And you want to be part of it. Best way to do that, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Help us out. Leave a five-star review with a comment. Takes 30 seconds does make a big difference for the show. But Locked on Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast from. The Denver Nuggets are in town tonight to take on the Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center. Denver is 3-1, tied for third in the Western Conference right now, and was a team that was picked to maybe win the West or be, at least be high up there in the West, maybe top three seed, top four seed, getting home court advantage in the first round. 3-1 is a pretty good start, but they lost the other night to the Dallas Mavericks in a game that maybe could resemble what we might see at the Smoothie King Center tonight. Denver, by the way, pretty good offensively, though very opposite from New Orleans. They play a very slow-paced kind of game where they really want to work the ball around. They go to their big man, Nikola Jokic, down in the post, let guys kind of create around him. Leads to a lot of assists for him, a lot of passes, and a lot of tricky offensive sets that they run in the half court you've got to be stout defensively you need to keep your head on a swivel and know where cutters are coming from because they fly all around Nikola Jokic 
that's not a good sign for New Orleans in this one. But there's ways where you can make up for that, assuming you don't get put into a too big of a hole with everything. And that's the depth. And that's because Denver hasn't been great defensively this year. They're not particularly good at rebounding, meaning New Orleans is going to have some second chance opportunities, some easy offense, even though the offense isn't the problem for them. It's that Denver defense with the second unit against the Dallas Mavericks, they were outscored. It was like 67 to 21 in terms of bench points. Well, if New Orleans has a strength that you can kind of take advantage of right now or of the Denver Nuggets with, it's the depth. It's guys like Frank Jackson, Nikhil Alexander-Walker coming off the bench, going out, scoring Josh Hart if he's not in the starting lineup. All of those guys should be able to go out and get theirs. And if you frustrate the right guys on this Denver offense, Jamal Murray, who can giveth and taketh away, you have a chance at winning this one. I, I don't think this is a must win. I don't know how critical this game is. This would have been an expected loss for the Pelicans to start the year. But you'd like to get one. You'd like to win sooner rather than later and kind of get the monkey off your back a little bit. And the depth is where this team's supposed to be good. Use it against Denver because they definitely struggle in that capacity. They have some guys who kind of are boom or bust there on the bench. They could give you a lot, but maybe not. They didn't show up against Dallas. We'll see if New Orleans, though, is also capable of doing it. New Orleans shouldn't have trouble scoring in this one. Denver doesn't force turnovers. They don't rebound particularly well on the defensive side. They're really good at offensive rebounds, which is a concern um, because it's like strength versus weakness, which is kind of what we're seeing here. Um, So we're going to see how this one goes. I'm excited for it. Denver's a pretty fun team, too. They've got some pretty fun players. It's always fun to kind of see Nikola Jokic, even if he's a little on the heavier side. That's who the people should be talking about weight wise when it comes to big men not zion williamson but he's a fun player and can do some pretty special things new orleans could be in it for a rough night defensively with this one we'll see though i hope the depth is going to be enough to get them the victory so that's going to do it for this edition of locked on pelicans thank you all for listening don't forget subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from as always i'm your host jake madison at nola jake on twitter and i'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game